teaching is titled The Genesis of the Fall of Man. It is the third in a series of teachings on the new creation man given by Brother Gile Akami. For further inquiry or counsel, contact Living Seed Tapes, P.O. Box 971, Boko, Benue State, Nigeria. God bless you as you listen. Now, we are going to go ahead and see so what is the genesis of trouble eh? what is the genesis of the fall of man we need to look at that quickly tonight before we can now go ahead from here and see how the Lord is going to move us forward now let's return quickly to Genesis chapter 2 can we go to Genesis 2 now eh? Genesis 2 I think we should read from verse um, I'm sure we read all through to verse 14 at the time did we read all to verse 14 I think so let's read verse 15 verse 16 and verse 17 very quickly then the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to tend and to keep it and the Lord God commanded the man saying do what I didn't hear you again of every tree of the garden you may freely eat thou mayest freely freely eat I want you to en emphasize of every tree of the garden you may what? freely eat now was God very gracious? Eh? was God very lavish upon this man? was God very generous? Eh? how did you know? God gave him everything said of every tree you may freely eat no measure nobody is saying why did you eat so much you can freely eat freely take as much as you want alright but verse 17 of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat for in the day that you eat of it you shall what surely you will surely now will you please explain what's that meaning of surely certainly without doubt definitely unfailingly eh You must definitely, eh? Undoubtedly, eh? Assuredly. Thank you very much. Now, that particular statement, I want us to quickly picture it. God says, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. 
you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely, surely die. And I want you to note the word in the day. So when it says in the day that you eat of it, thou shalt surely die. What again does that imply? It means that very day. Say in the day. That meant that it was going to be instant. It was not going to be a gradual dying. It was not going to be uh, a gradual process. Said in the day. So I want you to note those two uh, phrases that we have uh, highlighted. That God sufficiently gave this man all that he may freely eat. Is that all right? And God was gracious to him to also point to him the one single tree that he must not eat. He said, thou shalt not eat of that. Because in the day that thou shalt eat of it, you will surely die. Is that alright? Now somebody will ask, why did God put that tree there? And you did not ask, why did God put all the other good, good trees there? Eh? I'm asking you. You never ask, why did God put in all the trees there, including the tree of life? And he told him that he may freely eat. And this one tree, the knowledge of good and evil, God did not keep quiet as to say well God didn't tell him he just went and ate it what did God particularly do eh? God gave him a clear instruction now we will be talking about that tree itself later on but it looks to me as if it's a tree of independence whereas God was not asking the man not to eat of the tree of life which will have made him to have a perpetual living forever and ever that even his body will have been will have been made immortal God wanted him even actually to live forever Are you hearing me? Yet, God needed to establish that this man, of his own free will, is going to obey God. For if he is going to be God's delegate, if he is going to be God's own seemingly, how do I call him, as if God's own branch on earth, if he is going to bear the very life of God and you know how beautiful it is with God in the Godhead God the Father God the Spirit God the Son though they are equal 
and they are equally potent. None of them lived independent. Eh? God the Father never lives independent of His Son. And the Spirit never lives independent of the Father and of the Son. Actually, they are together in everything. He said, I and my Father, we are what? We are one. And when the Spirit comes, the Spirit does not speak of its own. He only takes that of Jesus Christ to reveal to us. Am I right? And the Bible said the Spirit proceeded from the Father. And he spoke about the Son, that the Son has been in the bosom of the Father. Have you read about that before? And you have come to a point where you read in the scripture, Jesus said, the Father is in the Son. And the Son is in the Father. Have you read that kind of thing before? Hallelujah. Now, there was an inseparable, undistinguishable, joyful submission of belonging one to another in the Godhead. And God's intention and desire was that this man will live a life that is derived, that flows directly and continuously from the God. And that even on earth, himself and God, they will be working together. God will create, he will name. Can you imagine what God wanted? A relationship that is interwoven together. A life that is completely and forever dependent on the ability of God. Hallelujah. But what did we discover there? There was this knowledge, the tree of knowledge of good and evil, the, 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 the knowledge, the desire to be independent, the desire to have a different life. To be on your own. Now, it was in the garden, and I want you to note that that tree was in the garden along with all other trees. In order for God to establish a joyful, a willing, and a voluntary submission unto spiritual authority on the part of man. Are you with me? And God left it there, but not without instruction. Not without saying, this is the consequence of what will happen if you do that. And I don't know how long this man lived and enjoyed this continuous daily communion with the Father. I don't know how long he walked and he enjoyed the garden and exercise dominion on the face of the earth as the Lord God had planted him there and commissioned him. But I kept telling you that there was someone who has a problem. Who was that? The darkness. The darkness had a problem with this man that was moving up and down with a life light. Eh? A life that conveys light that darkness cannot comprehend. It might appear small, yet it is potent. Because greater is he that is inside of him than the darkness that is outside. Is that alright? Okay. 
but by the time we come to chapter 3 I want you to turn to chapter 3 uh, chapter 3 now we are told the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made and it said to the woman as God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden I want us to check that you see we're not going to spend too much time on this aspect because I think we need to move forward uh, much more today now the serpent came and he said to the woman as God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden as God indeed said what do you notice about that question eh? Eh? he was turning the world upside down yes as God indeed said you shall not eat of every tree of the garden now you can see a twist of the truth have you noticed that and you can see a you will notice that it didn't come like an enemy did it come as an enemy how did it come it came so friendly as God indeed said and the woman said to the serpent we may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden God has said you shall not eat it nor shall you touch it lest you die will you please quickly note what is the opening that the woman had carelessly given right now to the devil number one yes can I tell you whether much or small don't give the devil a chance he will grab it yes without looking for a loophole do you know that when the devil came and said as God indeed said you shall not eat any of the fruit of the tree if she wanted to stop that that discussion what would she say eh? no God did not say that and if she wanted to be correct she would have simply said what's your business go and ask my husband eh? supposing she had maintained her position where God wanted her to be the trouble she found herself in will not be there but let's not worry about that because that's not what matters to us now what has happened has already happened and we need to find out what is the consequence of that and a sister said I mean a brother said whereas God was very specific when she said 
but of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Is that specific? Eh? Is it only that tree that is in the midst of the garden? Are there no other fruits there? Like the tree of life? But she has given, she has opened a dialogue. She has given a lead. And did you notice she said, we may. Eh? She also began uh, in a language that only God would deliver her. God has said, you shall not eat it, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Somebody said she has added to what God did not say. Huh? Alright. Then the serpent said to the woman, you will not surely die. What is that? Eh? Eh? He has directly contradicted to the word, I mean, contradicted the word of God by telling what? A lie. Now, why am I spending a little time on this? I want you to know that every deception of the devil is a lie. It may resemble the word of God, but when you look at it very closely, there is a deception there, there is a lie. There is something there that is not congruent with the truth. There is something there that is not, that is not right. And you can see a note of rebellion in every walk that the enemy comes to say. You shall not what? Surely die. In essence, what is he saying? God has told you a lie. For God knows that in the day, did you notice the in the day? In the day you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, And that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise she took of its fruit and did what and ate she also gave to her husband with her and he ate now did you see the trouble that landed the woman now into the difficulty what were these troubles can you check it out from that verse? When she saw. Now, does it mean she has never seen things before? Eh? I'm not hearing you. So why did they say when she saw? Eh? Yes, as our brother said, she took a second look. She said, I see... Mm. So there's something there. Yes. I just want you to note that several times when the devil wants to lure you into trouble, 
he normally paints a picture and show it to you over and over again and there was a persuasion there did you notice the devil was persuading her say you shall not surely die you will not surely what die God knows that in the day you eat of that tree by God knowing good and evil you will not be depending on God in fact you will be the authority by yourself and in yourself all this waiting in the evening until he comes before you ask him questions it will no longer be necessary you will be God and with that persuasion she took a second look the second look is the look of of lust eh? we are told that when she saw that the fruit is good for food I was wondering what was what did God make at that time that was not good for food I'm asking that was not good for food that God made so you notice what the devil has done there the devil always will paint a poison as if until you take it you are not complete the devil paints a picture as if until you go in for that thing you are not yet your best you are not where you are supposed to be and when she saw it Bible said and she saw that it was good for food and it was it was pleasant to the eyes and that it's a tree desirable to make one wise now I would like to note with you before we leave that passage that these three things the Bible said in the book of Genesis is the genesis of temptation and is the genesis of the fall of man it is also in the genesis of every temptation that comes your way the loss of the eyes the loss of the flesh and the pride of life the desire to be wise the desire to be on your own the desire to be independent when the woman saw she took it and she ate it but look at the trouble she also gave it to her what to her husband with her and he ate now somebody noted that this woman had usurped what authority first and foremost the serpent that came I hope you know that serpent as at the time was what subject to man and actually to the woman and if she simply said you serpent how can you be talking to me about what God told us what's your business about that get away from here what will happen eh? and if she did not say that and she said well wait and tell my husband if you have the right to be querying my husband what God told him 
you know that matter also will have been what? Finished. Or if she simply said, no, and I don't have any explanation for you, the matter will also have come to a conclusion. But you see, when the devil wants to tempt you, when the devil wants to lure you into trouble, he does not come immediately with his intention. Are you understanding? He normally looks for ways of digging things, of digging things, of digging things, until you begin to give it a consideration in your heart. Now, but all the same, the man ate. Now, let's see what happened. What did God say will happen in the day that you eat about that fruit? What did God say? You will do what? Now, when he said you will surely die, what do you think God was talking about that will die? Eh? Eh? The life that he has poured into the life light that that life will be what? Dead. Now, let me ask you. What made the man living before? Eh? You remember that when God made the body, until the life was poured in, it was on the ground like a mere corpse. Am I right? And when God said, you shall surely die, do you think God was just talking about the physical body? What was he talking about? Now, it appears as if According to the promise, according to the word of God, according to that instruction, something actually happened. What happened? The man died. It appeared as if that life was terminated. But listen, there was something in between that verse 6 and 7 that we may need not, we cannot completely explain but something happened. It will appear as if a different life eh? took over. It appears and I suppose there is something else that now took over. I wish it possible to draw that differently. Did the hand change? Did the leg change? What of the eyes? Eh? Everything remains the same, but something has died. What has died? The life light. The life that can overcome darkness was quenched. And it looks as if another life. Uh, we don't want to call it a new life. Eh? The life of darkness. Or <laughs> well, we will find out his name as we go on. But we just know that there is another life that came in. And I, I heard you calling it a darkness. Eh? A life of darkness. Whatever it is. It looks as if something took over. And I would like us to examine it very quickly tonight. Let's try to examine it. 
first we want to begin now to see the manifestation of that life that took over after man disobeyed. Uh, I want to call that man, eh? What do we call him? What do you suggest we should call him? The only difference we are dealing with. What is the only difference? That there is a different life now inside. And the life that is inside here now is the life that emanated from the knowledge of good and evil. It was no longer the life that bore the likeness and the image of God. But using the same what? Container. Using the same body. Using the same house. Where the life light used to be. Now, what are the manifestations of this new man? Eh? What will be the manifestation of that life? Let's see what happens exactly from verse 7. You see, in between verse 6 and verse 7, something took place. What took place? The life that has life died. But the man's body, nevertheless, did not fall down. Something else took over. I want you to, this is critical. It is from this point that we will have to trust the Lord to help us, to lay foundation for where we are going. Hallelujah. That life that overcame darkness, not by shouting, not by struggling, just by the nature of the light it carries, that life, in the day that you eat of that fruit of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall surely die. And what happened to that? It died. That life died. But now another life took over. The same physical body, the same face, the same leg, the same mouth, but a different person inside. So by the time we come to verse 7, whom are we meeting? A different man. Please note that is very important. In verse 6, what happened to the man that God made? He died. But by the time we step into verse 7, a different man entirely has taken over the body. And we would like to quickly begin to understand what is the manifestation of that man. I was looking for a way to capture it, I mean the name, but I believe it will come on as we go on. Then the eyes of both of them were what? Open. We are looking at we are trying to get the manifestation 
Eh? Of what? Eh? Of the falling man. All right, thank you. Thank you. We better call him the falling man. Let's start from there. Eh? What is the first manifestation that we are seeing in that verse 7? Yes? Their eyes were opened. What does that mean? Was their eyes closed before? The Bible simply said their eyes were opened. They began to see outside the glory of God. Open eye came into their life. But I thought somebody would explain to us what is open eye? Eh? What's open eye? To rest. Left. The desire now is look. Look before you leave. Let's check where we look. The trust they had in each other disappeared. They began to scrutinize from the knowledge of the evil and good that has become their lives now. Their knowledge is now different from what God kept telling them. They are now seeing through a different lens apart from the eyes of God. And you see, me, I sabi, just like somebody said. So, as soon as they ate, the first thing that happened is that Adam looked at the wife. So, so you are like this. Wow. Ah, if I had known that you are like this. And then the wife also looked at her and, and, and <laughs> what do you think you are yourself? What do you think you are yourself? You think you, you are something? Wow! Child! Now, the first thing that that life manifested to them is the shape of their personal self. A desire, you know, to see things according to your own perspective, apart from the perspective of God. The Bible said, and the eyes of both of them were what? Open. If there's any trouble anywhere, when the two people that are supposed to live together and submit to one another have open eyes, this one said this and said, okay, I'm also saying this. So we notice that the first thing we notice about the manifestation of that new life that came into them or that other life that came into them, we saw immediately a life of competition, a life of distrust, a life of disagreement. A life that is saying, I will check things out for myself. And look at the Bible. And they knew that they were what? They were what? They were naked. Suddenly they saw. 
the glory that used to be upon their lives before. Because, you see, when they were living the life light, they carried the glory. What was that glory? Eh? The glory of God. The glory of God. Everywhere they went, there was a glory that covered them. Oh, but the Bible says, all men have sinned. And what has happened to them? They have come short, short of the glory of God. Something left them. And they saw nakedness. Suddenly they discovered that there was nothing with their life. So let's note, what is the manifestation of that life? Is nakedness. That life actually has nothing with which to help any life. Once you enter into that life, it will turn your life how? Naked. Without covering. Without glory. And I tell you, every time a man goes to sin, before you sin, sin appears how? Flashy. It appears good. As soon as you fall into sin, what do you discover? Eh? You just discovered emptiness. You just got your naked. You just discovered that you are... You just discovered that something has left you. There's a glory that God places on every man. But what does sin come to do? Sin comes to destroy. Sin will tear apart that glory. Sin will turn you naked. And it will keep reminding you that you are what? That you are naked. That you are naked. That you are naked. That you are naked. The Bible says, and they knew. Right from within their heart. They lost the sense of confidence. And you know the Bible said the sinner man runs. When no man does what? When no man pursues him. But the righteous is as bold as what? As a lion. Whenever you are living in sin. Whenever sin breaks forth into a man's life. It makes him naked. It makes him empty. It continues to remind him that you are naked, that you are useless. When others have boldness, see we make it appear as if everybody in the whole world has already known what you did. Eh? Once you are living in sin or you have just fallen into sin, what happens is that the confidence, the dignity with which your life was covered before is torn apart and even though nobody knew nobody has heard you never can be confident anymore are you hearing me you never can walk straight anymore so we saw the next thing that apart from open eyes seeing things outside the will of god outside the purpose of god outside the concept of god's wisdom and beginning to see things from the eye of human sense, we also saw that sin, that particular lifestyle, is naked, is empty. There's a sign of defeat, and I want you to listen to me. 
There is no man who is living in sin or carrying that life of sin that is bold. When you see them, it is not boldness, it is only bold faith. Now let's see the next thing that happens immediately after that life light died and this life of darkness uh, took over. The Bible said, and they did what? They sewed fig leaves together and made themselves what? Coverings to cover up. What is the next manifestation of that life? Eh? Cover up. Cover up. The desire to cover up. The desire to hide. Now, can you imagine Adam and his wife? <laughs> so that's what you are. No, 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 no. And then, do you notice what Adam started to do now? What is he beginning to do now? He's trying to cover up. He used to be bold before. He used to walk very straight before. His wife also walked straight before they were together. The Bible said they were both naked and they were not ashamed. But sin brought shame into their life. And as soon as shame came into their life, they needed to cover their shame. So they began the principles of cover-up. Can I point to you that that life is a life of what? Cover-up. Anywhere you see cover-up, what life is present? What life is present? That life of darkness. That falling light is the manifestation cover up. If there's anything that you find yourself doing and immediately you will like to cover it. That's already an indication that possibly the light that is you are carrying about is that life is that life of darkness. Whensoever there was anything that you cannot freely, joyfully and boldly talk about, it's already a manifestation of what? Of the life of darkness, of the fallen life, the life of cover up. Now, did you notice what they used to cover up here? What did they use to cover up? Leaves. Anything can be used to cover up. But why are they covering up? They are ashamed of their nakedness. If there is anything you are ashamed of, if anybody should hear, or anybody should see it, if there is anything at all, if somebody should, you know, stumbled on you, you will see like what? If there is anything you are doing, any book you are reading, that if anybody were to knock on the door, and you did like this quickly, and you push it under, under the bed. What is that particularly pointing at? That that thing you are doing, that that thing you are doing is what? 
is of darkness. Anything that has to be covered up, any relationship that you have to cover up, that they say, anybody has had, ah, no, no, I don't want anybody to know about this. Anything that you have to cover up. Sometimes you can even use prayer to cover it. Eh? You are not understanding me at all. Sometimes you may even use speaking in tongues to do what? To cover up. There is something that you are doing. And as we begin to pray, you began to pray and you say, Oh God, oh God, I am in trouble. Again. And suddenly you remember and you know that when you finish praying, your wife will likely say, What is I learned I had you thank oh God, I will not do that thing again. I'm sorry, it's a mistake, it's a mistake. Eh? No, no problem. But the way you are crying, you are crying for a brother. Did you see that now? But the way you are saying you will not do it again, that it is your mistake. Is this still for a brother? Eh, it's not like that. Now when you suddenly know that, ah, somebody may know, and then you switch off. What is the meaning of that? Anything, listen to me now, anything that you feel ashamed that anyone else should hear involved in doing and you will have to do something to cover it up. You know sometimes you may even do some extra activity to cover up a matter. Eh? You know there are times something wrong with a sister. Eh? And as soon as you notice that someone is coming and they will likely ask, what are you doing there? Then you quickly do like this. you have to do something to conceal his true nature for anybody to see it. The genesis of that kind of life is the life of darkness. Every form of lying, every form of pretense, 
every form. Do you remember um, what is that young man that slept with his junior sister in the family of David? You remember Amnon? We were told that his heart had already fallen in love with this girl. And she was he was just looking for what opportunity he was going to use at least just to get Tamar. Now as I'm talking, I just want you to see that what happened in Genesis is a lifestyle. It's another life which we are going to touch as we go on. It's another life entirely. And because that life, one of its major means of operation is the means of cover-up. So what did uh, Amnon do? He pretended to be what? To be sick. And he said, oh my, I'm sick. And I want you to send my sister Tama to come and cook for me. There's one special soup that Tama alone knows how to cook. I don't have appetite for anything else. It was that thing. It just, it just, it just, I just feel like that's what I want to eat. What is that? Do you know that some people can be seen just as a cover-up? Do you know there are wives eh? that when they want to see how their husband will run around and whether he will come back home and do something, they suddenly just say, I don't even know how my body is doing now. Yeah. And the husband said, What would you like to do? Yeah. Yeah. Let me just lie down first. And then the man goes, so You are not good at all. What would you like to eat? I don't know whether I can manage by Who is doing that? 
quickly and see furthermore as we study I want us to press and they heard the voice I mean the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day and Adam and his wife what did they do what did they do they hid themselves What do we notice again about that life now? Always hide. Always hide. Never stay for Always hide. They hid themselves behind the tree. They hid themselves behind the tree. Any life that is hid, it could be behind preaching, it could be behind deliverance. Are you hearing me? It is possible to be hiding a life, even behind the work of God. It is possible to hide a motive behind something that looks flamboyant. Have a different mind. Every time you find your life hiding, it's already a clear manifestation that there is one kind of life that you carry. Are you hearing me? And they hate themselves. It's a life that hides from the Word of God. The light that hides from the presence of God, it does not allow itself to come to the light. Maybe we should read once more Ephesians. Let's quickly turn to Ephesians. Yes, Ephesians 5. Will you read from verse 8 for us? Now, one of the things about the life of darkness is that 
we always look for secrecy eh? to do evil things, to do shameful things. The Bible says it is shameful to even mention what? Those things they do where? In the secret. Now, the reason why we are checking that tonight is to find out whether the kind of life that you presently carry, <laughs> do we notice that life, the kind of things they do in secret is a shame if you are involved in anything that causes you shame if you are to be exposed. What life are you carrying? The life of darkness. Now, let's see another thing quickly. We're still in chapter 3 now. We're back in Genesis 3. Are you back in Genesis 3? And they hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. Who knows why they now hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God? Eh? Because what? They were what? They were naked. Guilty conscience, yes? Friends? I want you to be checking because the issues before us today, we're trying to find out what kind of life took over. And if we find the manifestation of that life, even inside of your life, let me tell you the truth. The truth is that you do not belong to him. Can we check First John chapter 1? Let's quickly check First John and chapter 1. Can you help us read verse 5 and verse 6? First John 1. Yes, sir. And we declare to you that God is light. Now, 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 what does that imply? What does that mean? That in God, there is what? There is no darkness at all. Now, read verse 6. Uh-huh. Yes. We lie. We don't practice the truth. If any of you say you are in fellowship with God who is light and you walk in darkness, what did the Bible say you are doing? You are a liar. You are not walking in the truth. Even if anybody says you are a Christian or you are born again, it's a lie. Because God is light. And in Him, there is what? No darkness at all. When they use the word at all, what does that mean? Eh? None at all. No trace of darkness. No iota of darkness in him at all. We must ask a question. 
Are you in the light? Are you in the light? But service say, but if we walk in the light as he is in the light, that's when we have fellowship one with another. Why were they running away from the presence of God? Because darkness and light cannot fellowship. You may think you are in fellowship as long as the life of darkness has not been evacuated from your life. I'm telling you the truth. You are not in fellowship with God who is light. You may be singing, you may be shouting, you may be in the meeting, you may be in the meeting with everybody, but God does not have fellowship with you. He cannot. Light and darkness, they don't go together. And the Bible says, in chapter, is it chapter 3 of First John also? First John also. Maybe we should leave that. We'll go forward. We'll come back to it as we, as we continue. Now, see back in Genesis. I just want us to trace the Genesis of the manifestation of the fallen man. Then the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard your voice in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Now, can you quickly check that thing? How many eyes were manifest in that one sentence? Check it, check it. Eh? I heard your voice. I I was afraid. I, because I was naked, and I hid myself. So how many times did he point to self in that scripture? Five times. Five times. I heard your voice. I was afraid. Because I was naked. Therefore, I hid myself. Now, what do you immediately notice about that new life, that other life? Eh? It's the life of Mr. Self. Every time somebody say I, where is their hand? So, why he was answering a question now, and I want you to note the question. What was the question? Where are you? What is the simple answer? Here, sir. Behind the tree. What is the reason for this long... I heard your voice. I was afraid. I was naked. I hid myself. What was the reason behind it? There's a new life. There's a different life that has taken over. And there's something about that life. What is it? I. Self. 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 I. I. Me. Mine. Myself. There's something about that life is a life that is full of 
strength of heart. Everything he wants to possess. Every time he's defending self. At all times he's saying something to exonerate himself. I had your voice. I was afraid of you. I hid myself because I was naked. I'd like you to check tonight. You see, we are just beginning. We are going to study a bit more. But we are seeing that that life is the life of I, 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 myself, me, mine. Now, look at the question. God asking a second question. What is the second question? Now, let me ask you the first question. Did he answer the first question? What was the question? Where are you? Now look at the whole of that verse 10. What is the answer? Did you give any answer to that question? I didn't hear you. Did you give God the clue as to where he is? Because the question is, where are you? Huh? I heard your voice. I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. Where are you? That's something you hear about the Mr. Flesh. He never tells the real truth. He will give explanation, explanation, and he will avoid the right answer. Where are you? I hid myself. Where? Ah, I told you that I hid myself. And do you know that there are so many men, including those that are in the church, who are diplomatic? Eh? You know what they call diplomacy? What is diplomacy? Eh? To be tactical. Eh? To be funny. Say diplomatic. You look, eh? You are not saying anything. No, nobody just knows exactly what you are saying. And there are so many of us. Eh? Not straightforward. Maradonic. Eh. You see? You have talked, or you have said nothing. You have said so many things, but you have not pointed at the issue. You thought it was cleverness to just talk, and nobody can pinpoint anything that you have said. Where are you? That was the question. What should have been the answer? Eh? Behind the tree. Or inside the water. 
or behind the non-natrisa eh? or in the toilet so that you can know where to look for me but he never answered I want you to know that that is his answer even sometimes we come here to pray who has a prayer request <coughs> you hear somebody say I want us to pray for somebody whom the Lord knows <coughs> he also has a problem the Lord knows it let's just pray for him is a person that the Lord knows. What is that? That's cover up. That's hiding. He is the person that has the problem. Sometimes when we are asking questions, somebody will say, excuse me, I have a question. Uh, if someone, if someone, uh, is having a problem with his uh, uh, with his wife <coughs> to the extent that the wife is threatening to fight him every night. Uh, what do you advise that kind of person to do so that I can tell him? Who is that, Mr. Flesh? Mr. Flesh. He never actually wants to be caught. Always covering. Even in the prayer meeting, he is inside. In the market of God, you just go to a business brother, and as soon as I say, Bro, bro, praise God, hallelujah, we just thank God, hallelujah. What do you mean? Uh, what do you want? All right, all right, uh, just for you, just for you. In fact, in fact, uh, this is the only thing that remains is the original. Original. Uh, even when we bought it, when I bought it, it was just about uh, 559 naira when I bought it. That's the cost. But how can I charge it? How can I charge it? How can I charge my dog? Just take it. Take it at first time. The five is just cost. Just take it. What has he done? He has put the brother in a tight corner that he cannot price it again. But the truth of the matter. That that thing was two hundred nine, actually two fifty. And sometimes when the brother says, "Okay, uh, let me go and come back," say, "Oh no, just take it, take it along, and you will pay me, isn't it? Uh, just take it." Uh, well, if you if you are finding it difficult to get the parties, you can just bring five hundred. Uh, I use the other. I will put the fifty as a as my support for your ministry. Yes, I support. And you will thank him. Have you? Yes, I thank him. Until you go to another place the following day and find that thing for 200. 
the IK. Brother IK. Now I ask you, wherever there is a life, not straightforward. The question is asked, you say, well, 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 not quite, not really. Well, as you see it. And sister, what is it? You say, oh, well. Uh, and before I answer that question, let me ask, let me ask you something. And then you go and ask a different question that takes the man away from the actual matter. What life are you manifesting there now? Eh? That self life. That old life. That old life. Let's see the second question God asked me, whether he answered. You know why I'm raising this? This life, even in the presence of God, you want to be clever. What was the second question? Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree of which I commanded you that you should not eat? Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten? Excuse me, what should have been the answer to that question? Simple question. Eh? Yes, sir. I ate. I ate. But for him, look at his answer. Can you please check his answer again? Check the answer, whether there was an answer there. The woman, the woman, excuse me, where is the woman? Where is the woman? They are together. They are together. Now see how she he started talking now. The woman. Now when you are reading that scripture and you say, The woman whom thou gavest to be with me. Do you remember? The woman. How is she describing that woman? As if she is far away and that actually she is not around. The woman whom thou gavest to be with me. She. She. She gave me to eat. Eh? Now, did God ask who gave you to eat? What was the question? Have you eaten? What is the normal answer? Yes, sir. I'm sorry I did it. Mm -mm. Do you notice the nature of this man? Always pushing the place. It never accepts blame, you must get someone else who is the source of the problem. The woman whom thou given to be with me, the woman, the woman, and you are also the one who gave her to be with you. I was alone, dead, 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 dead on my own. Can you imagine what he's, he's going to do now? What is he going to do now? He will always pass the blame. If he can't find the, the woman to blame, he will even blame God. 
And can you imagine that many times, even when we come to this place of rest, instead of accepting our fault, instead of accepting what we did wrong, what are we doing? Eh? Imagine that somebody needs time to pray. Oh God. Oh God. It's not because of the condition of loneliness. When my wife traveled away for so long, I always told her not to travel for this kind of long time. She went away for, for two months. She didn't come back. And as I was just struggling and feeling lonely like that, as Sister Cecilia was just helping to cook in the house, and she was very useful, and what can I do? And what can I do? When I am really, really exhausted, what can I do? Lord have mercy on me anyway, but what can I do? <laughs> I'm asking you a question. Is he confessing? What is he doing? He's explaining and complaining. That's the man. That's the man. You sit down and listen when somebody wants to give a testimony. You will discover that when he's about to come to the issue of what he did, what does he do? He will jump it and tell other stories and tell other stories and tell other stories. That's the man. That is the man. Tonight, as we conclude to pray, we're just checking what is the initial manifestation of that life. Hallelujah. But tonight, we already come to a very serious matter. The life life is dead. Now this kind of life that this man now carries, can it overcome the devil? Eh? Why can he not overcome the devil? Because it's a derivative from the darkness. Can I put it to you the way that I put it? Let's read it. First John chapter three. Let's read from verse from verse five. There's a sister who is reading here now. Yes? Yes. And in him is no sin. Yes. Eh? Alright. Which version is there? NIV. Can we read it from Indian? And you know that he was manifested to take away our sins. 
and in him in Jesus there is no sin whosoever is abiding in Christ does not sin it not yes <coughs> whosoever sinneth has not seen him neither know you are not with him are you here with me let's read that scripture again since I don't sit down because I would like you to read it on until we get to verse 9 verse 5 Yes, ma'am. Now, NIV, can you read that verse 5 again? Yes. Good, verse 6. No one who lives in Christ keeps on sinning. Yes. Anyone who continues to sin has neither seen him nor know him. But seven sister now. King James sister. Yes. Little children, let no one deceive you. Yes. Whosoever is practicing righteousness is righteous. Yes. Anyone who is committing sin is of the devil. Excuse me, how did NIV put it? Let no one lead you astray. Yes. Yes. Anyone who does what is sinful is of the devil. If anybody says you are a Christian, is a lie. Is deceiving you. A pastor who is committing sin, who is he, please? Huh? Is of the devil. A pastor's son who is committing sin, what is he? A choir mistress who is living in sin. What did the Bible say about that, that man? I want you to pray tonight. We are beginning to see something about that other life that has taken over. We are yet to look at the, the glory that was lost and the troubles that came upon that man. But immediately in verse 6, the life life died. Another life.